first place. Hi, this is Tony. Cover magazine. I'm speaking to Letty Basane Pume, the Group Human Capital Executive at Momentum Metropolitan Holdings. Letty, thank you very much for talking to me. It's great to meet you. Hello, Tony. Nice to talk to you as well, and thank you for having me. Great stuff. Um, Letty, we're talking about probably one of the most important issues in South Africa at the moment, human capital, and um, which means employment or unemployment. Yeah. And um, it is, um, it's a challenge. We have so many unemployed people, but we also, it's always difficult to find the right talent, etc., and to keep that talent because people are looking for, for talent. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I think our discussion is a little bit around the latest trends in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, whether we found a new normal in environment that has been up and down over the last two years. So maybe you can share some of your thoughts with us. Around the latest trends, yeah, quite a few trends that are characterizing the the, the now world of work. Can't say we're post-pandemic, but at least it sounds like we're over the worst. So there are some few uh, trends that I'd you know, like to maybe flag as part of our conversation. Obviously, the first one in uh, top of mind is the hybrid way of work that has been made even more pronounced during the pandemic. It's always been there, flexible working times and hours and all of that, um, you know, which wasn't formally documented as policies in, in companies. But with the pandemic, the hybrid way of work has become a trend. And with that, there are subsets that come with the hybrid way of work and some of you know, challenges that environments and companies have to face with that. Um, one of the subsets of the hybrid way of work is questions that are raised around fairness and consistency in applying the hybrid policy mm -hmm. if you have a policy. So how do you apply it? How do you apply that policy for remote workers, non-remote workers and hybrid workers as well, so mm -hmm. that you still maintain an even employee experience if, if there is such a thing? It creates questions around where, when and how much different employees are working in that particular environment. The other trend is, is, is automation of certain tasks and processes and whatnot, which means that some jobs may be replaced, but other jobs are being created, which mm -hmm. with it brings the subset of organizations now thinking around, so what are the skills of the now and the skills of the future? And how do we reskill and upskill employees? So automation does not necessarily mean, and it should not be misunderstood to say, you know, we are getting rid of employees. Mm. But it is mm. also an opportunity for organizations to start thinking around how do we upskill, how do we reskill. With that, another subset is how does the education system help us then to support the incoming generation of entry-level workers mm. in terms of where the focus areas should be. Another interesting one, which you alluded to in the beginning, is the war for talent. That war mm. for talent is raging continuously now. It is being exacerbated by the flexibility that companies are moving towards. Um, employees or knowledge workers, which are the bulk of workers now, uh, are looking at flexibility in terms of how do I structure my benefits. So that's a trend that companies need to deal with because our benefits are, you know, uh, sort of structured and standard. Mm -hmm. What kind of flexibility do we grant employees from an attraction and a retention point of view, given the war for talent? What flexibility do we give them around structuring the benefits, where they work, how they work, and whatnot? So that war for talent continues you know, to rage uh, because of that. Uh, 
The other two key interesting trends, the one is around um, the, the automation of managerial duties. Mm. So I read somewhere that I think it was a Harvard Business Review report that was saying that probably by 2025, Tony, 65% yeah. of management duties will be automated. Mm. Right. Mm. So there's two things here. It can be a threat to say, does that mean we must get rid of or start phasing out management and having a limited pool of managers? Or it's an opportunity to say, how do we reimagine the role of a manager in the working mm. environment? Yeah. I choose to look at it as a reimagining because it also speaks to the conversation around upskilling and reskilling, which means that also our managers are not immune to that. So it's an opportunity to say, if we're automating, great, because automation is great. However, then it means we reimagine the role of the manager. And this these conversations around reimagining the role of the manager have started. I mean, decades ago, we were thinking of conversations around manager as coach, if you mm. remember those conversations mm. that have been happening. Yeah. So we mm. reimagine that. And the last trend that I want to uh, talk to is, is the one around uh, wellness or well-being, employee mm. well-being. Mm. So this has also been highlighted in another article to say well-being, employee well-being is now becoming a key metric that companies mm. are using to get to understand the needs of their employees better because we are making the call as companies to say employees must bring their all and entire being into the workplace. So we must cater mm. for that. So mm. well-being is taking center stage when it comes to trends in, in the working environment. So I think those are the, I think, four or five mm. that I've mentioned that yeah, yeah. Which I think are quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yes. And all of that means that um, as a company, you have to sort of balance those five things to be able to retain your staff because because of this war on talent, people do have choices. And if yes. they have skills, they can make a decision to leave because mm. they're not maybe one of those things are priority for them mm. um, uh, and uh, they they can leave if they want to. So mm. do we really see people um, taking those steps and saying, well, I'd rather go and look somewhere else than mm. to stay because mm. I have choice? Yeah. So the South African environment is slightly different given our very high unemployment rate. And given the fact that, you know, if we look at it, Tony, I think 50% uh, of our youth is unemployed, almost 50%, yeah. sorry. So, mm. so ours is a different landscape. However, I don't think we're immune to what has become the great resignation. Mm. I think it will take a different tone in the South African context, given where our economy, how broken our economy is, um, you, you know, also given the high unemployment rate. However, the question of flexibility and choice is something that companies in South Africa should look at very closely as well, because this flexibility and choice and the remote working means that the world, the global village is coming into South Africa and poaching skills from South Africa. Yeah. So if employees have the flexibility to work based in South Africa while working for a company that's based elsewhere in the world, that yeah. means that competition for skills is even much more stringent for us here in South Africa given what is a broken economy. Mm. So, so I think companies need to do much more in terms of employee retention, but also if I were to touch on the um, corporate citizen responsibility of companies, companies need to now do more in terms of rebuilding the economy so that we can retain the skills in South Africa. So it's not so much about retaining skills for 
our individual companies or corporates in South Africa, but it's also looking at the broader environment to say, how do we retain skills for South Africa as a whole? Because we will mm. have the continuous, the, the, the brain drain, as they call it, will continue to hit us, especially with where mm. we find ourselves. And someone very smart said, you know, the great resignation will become a sustained resignation um, because mm. of the flexibility, especially because of remote work. So we will see that hitting us in different nuances in, in South Africa. Mm, mm. Yeah, that you, you sort of partly answered my next question where I wanted to ask you now, how do you see these develop? Mm. And that basically means that, you know, some of those challenges will develop in South Africa as well. And mm. then as Momentum Metropolitan and as other employees, uh, employers, how do you intend ensuring that you stay competitive? in that mm. sk skills environment to attract the right skills and to retain them? So we, we, we're doing a lot of things at the same time. So let's look at, if I look at the trends, especially, let me hook it to the trends that we spoke about. So the, the hybrid way of work. As a company, we've taken the stance to adopt the hybrid way of work, to embrace it in as far as it works for our employees, and obviously it makes business sense. Mm. Um, we. There are businesses within our broader stable um, that need employees to be fully office-based, and there are businesses that can afford to have remote and office-based employees. So yeah. we have given businesses the flexibility to review what hybrid will mean for them as businesses, and it must make sense not only to our employees, but also to the customers that we service. So that's the one thing. We've reimagined our entire working spaces and head office in Centurion and also in Park du Cap in Cape Town. So we've yeah. made sure that our physical environment is conducive to cater for the hybrid way of work. We're using mm. technology to also enable the hybrid um, way of work. Diversity and inclusion is a big thing for us, Tony, and it's not something new, but we also need to reimagine what that looks like in the ambit of the hybrid way of work. So we look at diversity and inclusion to say, how do we ensure an enhanced employee experience, right? In a very in, in a very diverse environment, because mm. now we have to mm. take into account that we now have the remote versus office-based experience. Yeah. And we don't want our employees to sort of feel differentiated or discriminated against mm. because they, you know, they, there is flexibility or maybe non-flexibility for some employees. So that is at the center also of our discussion to say, how do we push diversity and inclusion in the context of the hybrid way of work? Um, wellness is critical for us. We have also reviewed and repackaged our employee value proposition in the ambit of scarce skills. So we are busy defining what scarce and critical skills means for us now post-pandemic or during sort of post-pandemic and where that where, where we're going with that. So we're busy defining that to say, right, if we look at these particular skills and their scarce skills, what are what should our EVP look like to cater for the different talent segments that we've got in, in, in the business? Mm. So so those are some of the things. Some of them are much more advanced than others. Some we had more headway than others, and some where we thought, Tony, we had reached a state of advancement. We've had had we've had to reimagine it and and take a step yeah. back and review. Um, and the war for talent has affected us, especially with the flexibility and remote way of working. Um, in terms of where people can work from anywhere in the world, we are also looking at that to say, what does that look like for Momentum Metropolitan? Mm -hmm. 
And just anecdotally from from your experience there, um, do you find it difficult at the moment to um, find the skills that you need? Or are we still in a position where um, there is enough skills for you to in the pool to attract from? So I think our, our what we define currently as discuss and critical skills, which for us is actuarial skills and IT skills, we are feeling the burn, Tony, because yeah. the competition is quite stiff. Um, if we look just at the insurance industry and then we broaden it to the finance industry and with regards to IT, we then include the technology industry. We find that we are beginning to feel, you know, the burn of the war for yeah. talent. So we definitely not immune. We are seeing that um, we are struggling with the attraction and retention of, of talent and we need to act fast. We are also, I mean, and what's exacerbating that, especially in the IT space, is the fact that the world, as I said earlier, is poaching from South Africa because they can have people that are based here that work um, with organizations that are not based here but have a global footprint. Mm. So we are finding that we have to act very quick, very fast. And it's not so much around compensation. Compensation is a factor, but we found that the employee experience with other factors is something that we we are we we consistently have to review. Hence, I mentioned our employee value proposition. For employees mm. where we've had insights from our employees, it was it was clear from the, uh, those anecdotes that it's not just about my salary. It is about how I feel in the working environment. It is about the level of flexibility that I'm allowed. It is about the connection that I have with my manager as mm. well as well with my environment. So those mm. are the things that we are fine tuning because compensation only goes so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that's exciting. You know, we, we're creating an environment for, as you've said, for wellness where yeah. people can actually enjoy not just what they do, but also the environment where they yes. do it in. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Well done. Um, thank you so much, Letty, for those insights. It was great chatting to you. And um, hopefully we'll see each other again soon. I hope so. Thank you, Tony. Very interesting questions. And thank you for having me. Enjoy no, that. Absolutely.